if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, welcome to a round two preview and a little bit of a review of round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Matthew Zader joining me as always for these. And uh, I know, I don't know about you, but my predictions have uh, started to go sideways already. So I think that happens a lot, though. Yeah, I uh, looking at mine, looking back at mine, I was like, yeah, a little bit sideways on a few. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been crazy, which is what you want, you know, especially with my team now being knocked out, your team not making it. But, uh, of course, you can follow him at Matthew Zader SC on Twitter, head of prospects, NHL drafts, and Canucks lead writer at the Hockey Writers and also the co-host of the Canucks Bucks podcast. All right, let's get into it. Let's start in the West where we'll just get through this one quickly. My team, of course, I picked Colorado to win. I said it'd be closer, six, seven, maybe, maybe five. But, uh, I mean, the Blues just got steamrolled. Obviously, David Braun being out in the uh, in that series hurt them obviously didn't affect the series that much Vince Dunn out as well but uh what did you think of this series and I just think Colorado is just better and uh definitely the favorite to win what'd you think yeah I, I think uh, the Blues are a little outmatched uh, against the Avs there Avs kind of just took it to them uh most of the games it didn't seem close in a lot of them so um yeah I, I think it went the way we thought but uh, I thought it was gonna be a bit closer I thought the Blues would kind of put up a bit more of a fight I said abs in six, but they swept them. So, um, yeah, kind of wrong, right with the winner, but wrong with the, um, the amount of games. Yeah, I think the big thing in that series was, um, you know, the, the first game, the Blues got rushed hard. And I think the Avalanche were all over them. And Bennington held up, but they just couldn't get those timely goals. I think Grubauer kind of saved the abs from – tipping over because I think game two the Blues outplayed the Avs they lost that game I think game three the Blues were outplaying the Avs until Bennington came out to play the puck and it he didn't get to it then Graves hit it off of Bennington's (laughs) stick in the net that kind of just sealed the deal on that series so uh, and the Blues were playing with like a ragtag defensive group at that point Vince Dunn being out killed them you look at who they had they had Scandella who didn't play well Pareko really wasn't that good uh Tori Krug was you know, okay, I guess. He made some plays. Justin Falk, who's really been the most dependable guy all season, obviously getting knocked out in game two. So it was just a tough, tough, uh, tough series for them. And, you know, we get the good one, though. We get Vegas, Colorado, Vegas, Minnesota. What a series that was. I think that series, I think we both, I think a lot of people thought that both of the West series would be close and six or seven games, but eventually Vegas and Colorado would come out. Um, So we get Vegas, in Colorado, Vegas beats Minnesota in seven. What a series that was. I think you look at the way Cam Talbot played for a lot of the series, especially in game one. He was great. Marc-Andre Fleury, most of the series, he was great. Um, but this is going to be a really good matchup. What did you think about Vegas and Minnesota? Yeah, it was actually a surprisingly good series. Uh, I mean, I thought the Golden Knights – well, I said Golden Knights in six, so I thought it was going to go further. But, uh, yeah, it was a really good series. Uh, the Wild put up a big fight uh, – right to game seven. It could have gone either way. I mean, the Golden Knights just ended up being the better team in game seven, got, got contributions from guys that you don't normally get from like, uh, you know, white cloud, a couple defensemen uh, scoring goals. So, and 
who would have thought that White Cloud and Haig would be two guys that would score in game seven, but that's just how yeah. it goes. Yeah, I mean, I just I, I thought it was all about matchups in this division. I think Minnesota matched up against Vegas much better than they would have against Colorado. And I do think St. Louis on paper throughout the season matched up better with Colorado than they did with Vegas. But um, just an unreal series that was. And uh, we'll preview Vegas, Colorado down the road here. Let's go now to the east where we got some matchups set. The Bruins, they lose game one against the Capitals and they're just steamrolling from there. I don't know. I, I remember when we did the deadline show, I thought the Capitals didn't get better. Although Anthony Mantha played good for them and he played well, I just didn't think they got better. And they just, the goaltending was a bit of a mess uh, down the stretch. You could really argue that Sam Sonoff really hurt them in a couple of those games. They basically lost one for them. But, um, yeah. you know, I mean, the Bruins, I thought got better at the deadline. I wasn't sure how Taylor Hall was going to be there, but he seemingly worked out. And they've uh, they've outperformed, I think, what we may have thought they would do because I didn't even have them making the playoffs before the season. But they make it, and now they're uh, in the second round, and we'll see how they do. What did you think of that series? Yeah, same. I mean, the Capitals, I thought, you know, they won game one. And, uh, I mean, it looked like that they were going to be pretty good, a good matchup for the Bruins. But like we said about the deadline deals, that. I don't think the Capitals really got better either. And uh, the Bruins, Taylor Hall seems to have fit in pretty well on that second line. And uh, the Bruins just seem to be the better team again uh, over the series. And we'll see what happens in, in round two. But uh, I don't know how the Bruins are going to match up in the next round, but we'll see. Yeah, so we get a four seed beating the one seed in the East, which was the Islanders beating the Penguins. I couldn't have been more wrong about this series. I mean, I yeah. for months I talked about how I didn't trust the Islanders because you look at the way that they played against the top teams in the division being Washington, Boston, Pittsburgh in the regular season. They couldn't score goals, but they yeah. turned on in the playoffs, and you got to give them credit. I said Pittsburgh would sweep them. What an idiot I am for saying that, but <laughs> I mean, this was an entertaining series, and I think if Tristan Jari plays a tad bit better, I think it's a completely different series. It probably goes seven, especially in that game one. He gave up too many easy ones. And then you look at what happened, a pretty disastrous game five and six. So especially game five, uh, game six. But uh, I mean, another loss, another first round exit for Sidney Crosby. And, um, you know, the Islanders move on. They're a playoff style team. It's all about timely goals. I think this series between the Boston Bruins and the Islanders, which we will preview later, is going to come a lot down to goaltending. So what do you think about the Islanders beating the Penguins for the second time in three years in the first round? Yeah, I said Penguins in five, so I look really uh, wrong too. And, you know, looking at the Islanders, they, they are. They're a playoff-style they're playoff team. They play that that gritty style, They and they did score a lot of goals, which is surprising to me because the way they – they play the trap and kind of clog up the neutral zone. They actually had a lot more scoring chances. Um, but I mean, you look at guys like Brock Nelson coming in and scoring a, a few key goals and some guys like Beauvillier, it's that line. I'd say that line alone won in the series. So, I mean, Barzell wasn't overly noticeable a lot of the series, but you look at that Beauvillier line and, and their fourth line, their identity line, I uh, was Sezikis and Martin and, uh, if they just play that type of style of game that just wins games in the playoffs. Yeah, I would agree a hundred percent with what you're saying there. I mean, it's, it's all, it's all going to come down to goal today. I think if Tuka Rask plays well, uh, they're going to have some problems, but we'll find out. Uh, let's go to the central where we got the matchup that I thought we would, which is Tampa Bay and Carolina. So Carolina Nashville, I thought it would be a little bit closer than everybody thought. 
I didn't think they would have four overtimes in a row and <laughs> go to six games. And I honestly thought during that game six, three, one Nashville, you're thinking it's going to go to a game seven and you never know what's going to happen there. But Carolina is very good. And I think they really missed Jacob Slavin in the middle of that series when he missed a game or two. Uh, but Carolina is very good. I think they're going to give Tampa a big run for their money. Uh, what did you think of the way Nashville and, and how they played in that series against Carolina? It's another, it was another ex- uh, interesting series. I thought I thought the Predators were going to be outmatched against the Hurricanes. I said the Hurricanes were going to sweep. So, I mean, that was wrong. But, I mean, Nashville seemed to put up a little more of a fight than I thought that they would. I thought the matchup wasn't good enough. I mean, Soros played really well. I think that, that really kind of tipped it. Uh, but I mean, the Hurricanes and overall, they're the better team. And guys like that game that Jordan Stahl won the won it in overtime. I thought the Predators were going to win that game, but uh, yeah, I, I'd say the Hurricanes are the real deal. They're they are they are the better teams of a lot of the teams in the East. But we'll see how they match up uh, in the next round as we uh, go forward here. Yeah, the other series, the uh, Battle of Florida, the Panthers Lightning lived up to it. What a great series that was. Some crazy action early in that series. And that's a series where I think I got it right. I thought it would go a little bit further. I had questions about whether guys like Kucherov and Stamkos could just jump back into the lineup and play well, and they did for the most part. I think Kucherov was tremendous in, in that series. But um, I think a lot of that game or that a lot of that series came down to how good Braden Point is. I mean, it's unreal how good he is. Like, he would be the best player – on 25 or 26 teams in the league, I think. I think people don't give him enough credit for how good he is because he's got guys like Stamkos and Kucherov and Hedman, those big-name players around him. But Braden Point, I mean, what an unreal player he is. And the Tampa Bay Lightning, I mean, I think they'll beat Carolina. We'll make our picks later. But uh, this was a hell of a series, and Florida's a good team. But they just – I think they – maybe they should have gone to Spencer Knight a little bit sooner. But um, what a what a series this was, huh? I mean, exciting, like right from the beginning. I'd say of all the series, I'd say this one was the most exciting to watch from start to finish. They had everything, uh, speed scoring, uh, physical play, like playoffs. If you want to watch a playoff series, that's the one. And you look at how Tampa Bay, they ultimately, you know, Kucherov kind of took over the series. And Vasilevsky kind of played better goaltending than, you know, there's three goaltenders that the Panthers used in that series. But uh, it's going to be interesting in the offseason. We'll talk about it, I'm sure, throughout is Bobrovsky. I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. if the Panthers should be going with this guy. I mean, he's a huge money guy, and uh, he didn't really step it up in the playoffs. And, and that's the thing they're going to have to look to is Spencer Knight is the future in the crease, and uh, they have to do something with Bobrovsky because I think Knight is, uh, is going to be the guy uh, moving forward. But, yeah, what an exciting series. And, I think the better team ultimately won it, but uh, it sure was exciting to watch. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. Uh, let's get to the North where just a weird series this was. The Oilers and the Jets, it goes four games and the Oilers get knocked out. I mean, I don't – I mean, you look at a series, a sweep of a series that was as close as it could be is probably this one. Like, I think a lot of people won't look on this series, won't look back on this series as, wow, this is a really close one because the Oilers were the team going in that was supposed to be favored and they have two of the best players in the entire league on their team. And they had, I think, what did the Jets have a a lead in the first game and the first game only. So, I mean, it's just, it, it makes no sense, but that's why we love the sport, right? I mean, you you just, it's, 
I thought Edmonton was due to make a bit of a run here, finally win a round or two with, with McDavid and Dreisaitl, and uh, clearly they weren't. A lot of questions coming in the offseason for them. For them, um, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, a free agent. Tyson Berry, I believe, signed a one-year there. So, I mean, it's going to be quite interesting to see what kind of changes they make because they clearly need to make some. I think they need an identity line, some more forwards around them that can play that playoff style. They need better defensive core, and they need goaltending. Like, you can't just throw all your eggs in the basket of a 39-year-old goaltender and expect it to go well, which it didn't. So, what do you think of this series? Yeah, the Oilers have a lot of kind of questions. They have a lot of questions that are going to go through the offseason. And I said this in the beginning, they're not good enough uh, defensively. They're not, they don't have enough depth. I mean, I thought they would win this just because of Connor McDavid kind of taking over, but he, he definitely didn't. And you look at the, how the Jets played him very hard, very physical, uh, making sure he didn't have any room out there. And and that's the thing. You shut down McDavid and Dreisaitl, the Oilers are basically, they're not a team and they just can't mm-hmm. score. And it was up to a point where only Pulley Arvey was the only guy that scored a goal. And uh, and that's it. And you look at McDavid having no points in the first few games. And I think the Oilers need a lot more, like you said, a lot more changes. They need their better goaltending. They're talking about Mike Smith being re-signed already. I mean, they got to move on and get a younger goaltender in there, better goaltender, and better defense. And that's just how it is. And I've said this for years and Oilers aren't going anywhere unless they address those things. I would agree. I mean, you look at how many number one overall picks they've had in the last decade. It's just absurd. And uh, they spent all of them on forwards, one of which got traded. The other one didn't work out at all. One of which could be gone this summer. The other one's the best player in the league, but uh <laughs> It's, uh, it's quite interesting. I think the Jets give them a lot of credit. They played really well. They have a goaltender. They have, you know, tough guys who have been there, like Blake Wheeler's played in playoff games, Mark Shifley. They've, those guys have done that. Um, so I, I wouldn't worry. I don't know who they're going to play in the second round, but I wouldn't be that surprised if they wanted. So let's talk Toronto-Montreal, which is game six. Uh, the puck drops tonight on that in about an hour and a half when we're recording this. Um, I expect Toronto to win this game tonight and close it out, but I wouldn't be that surprised if we get another game seven and Montreal forces it, but I do expect Toronto to win one of the next two games in the series. What do you think? Yeah, this series has been pretty good. I mean, you look at how the Montreal Canadiens and Maple Leafs kind of match up. You'd think that Maple Leafs would be running, running over them, but whoever has carried price, I mean, you can't, you can't uh, look at them as being an, uh, being a team that can't win. And, uh, and Price has been just that. He's been a difference maker. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it does go seven because the Canadians have that belief now. And, and Cole Caulfield is, you know, in the lineup and he already made a difference in the last game. Uh, it, it's going to be an interesting uh, next couple of games. But if the Maple Leafs do lose this one, I mean, it's going to be very, I mean, the nerves are going to be high in, uh, in Leaf Nation, that's for sure. So let's do predictions here for round two. We'll start in the East, Boston and the New York Islanders. For this series, for me, I think, like I said earlier, I think it comes down to goaltending. And I think it comes down to the team that's got the big bodies, the playoff style. I think the Islanders are going to win this series. I think it'll be in six or seven games. Um, I think they're going to get continue to get timely goals. I think Matthew Barzell is going to wake up a little bit. I'm a little worried about the Bruins in the back end in this series. I think they're going to have some trouble. I think the Islanders took advantage – of a Pittsburgh defensive core that didn't really have anybody playing well outside of Latang for most of the series. 
So I think if, you know, if, if McAvoy or Grizzlick or one of those guys doesn't really show up, I think the Islanders should win this series. But um, if Sorokin continues to play the way he is, I don't think that they would lose this series. But uh, I'll say the Islanders win in six. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I think the Islanders are going to play that same style and get contributions everywhere. And, uh, yeah, I think their defensive style is is conducive to winning this series. And, like you said, goaltending is going to be huge. If Sorokin can outperform Rask, I think that's where it's going to be uh, in the end. I think that's the Islanders are going to win. And I'm going to say it's going to seven, though, because I think it's going to be a back-and-forth series. Um, so, yeah, Islanders at seven. All right, let's do the uh, Central Division, Tampa Bay and Carolina, the number one team in the division, Carolina, number three, Tampa. Uh, like I said earlier, I think Tampa Bay wins this series. Um, I think they got that pedigree. I know the Carolinas due to make a huge run and maybe get to the Stanley Cup final, but I just think Tampa showed you why they're the defending champs. They got all the pieces in place. If everybody's healthy, uh, the forward group is just, you can go down the list, Point, Kucherov, Stamkos, Sorelli, uh, Killorn, Gord, uh, Maroon. I mean, they got guys there that have been there and done that. And uh, if Vasilevsky plays, um, you know, 60% of what we know he can do, I don't think they'll lose this series. I think Carolina kind of got exposed a little bit against Nashville. I think that they, uh, they, the fact that they lost two games in overtime in that series kind of shows you that they can be pushed around a little bit uh, by a Nashville team that really wasn't good. Um, so I think Golton is going to be a huge part of this series, well, which it is in most playoff series. So we'll see if Nadelkovich can keep doing what he's doing or, you know, Vasilevsky, who's been there and done that, can do it again. And I think Tampa wins this series. I'll say six or seven as well. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I think it's the same thing. I mean, Carolina has, has so much. They have a lot of depth offensively. Their defense core is really good. Um, I think they match up very well with Tampa. But in the end, I think Tampa Bay just has way more um, star depth. I mean, guys that can that can score. If, they, if Carolina gets into any sort of penalty trouble, this series is over right away. I mean, you looked mm-hmm. at how they kind of ate up the Panthers there with their with their power play. And when you give a team like that opportunities, they're they're going to score most of the time. And if that's the the case, then yeah, I don't think Carolina has much of a chance. But you never know. I mean, you look at how the Hurricanes, their leadership group is really strong. And uh, they have guys that can, have been there and done that as well. And you even look at their their coach. I mean, Brenda Moore has mm-hmm. won cups and he knows what it takes as well. So you can't really count them out. I think I think Carolina is going to push Tampa Bay right to seven. But I think Tampa Bay just has too much um, guys that can push it over the top. And I think they're going seven. So in the West, you got Colorado, Vegas, probably the most anticipated matchup of the of any of them. And I'm of the belief that if Grubauer just shows up and plays decently well, they'll win. I just think Colorado is so loaded. And you look at their cap structure, they have to win now or very soon. Because you get Landeskog is up this summer. McKinnon's not making much, and he won't be on that contract for too much longer. So they got to win now, and they know it, and they are just loaded. I mean, you look at the pieces they have on that team. It's 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 just insane. I mean, the top line is the best line in the league, in my opinion. McCarr, Gerard, and Graves have just been absolute anchors in the back end for them. Uh, if if you let McCarr walk the line, he's probably going to score or do something with it every single time. But Vegas is very good. Like, we can't really count Vegas out just because they took care of Minnesota in seven. I mean, 
Vegas is very good, but at the end of the day, I just think Colorado is that good, and I think it's their cup to lose right now. So I'll take Colorado. I'll say in six uh, games. What do you think? Yeah, Vegas, and this is going to be a fun series to watch. I mean, the matchup is pretty even, but, I mean, Colorado's loaded. Vegas has ridiculous amount of good players as well. But for star power, I think the Avalanche have them beat um, with the amount of guys they can throw out there. And if the goaltending, if Grubauer can outperform uh, outperform Fleury, I think that's going to be the case. Um, I think it's going to be come down to a seven games. I mean, I'm looking for seven games, a lot of these series and yeah, I think Colorado does pull it out, but, uh, it's going to be a tough, fast, uh, very good series to watch. I think, uh, in the end, this is going to be the, the one to watch uh, moving forward. I would absolutely agree with that. Uh, let's finish it off for the North division. I guess we'll assume that they're going to play Toronto. But we could also assume they're playing Montreal either way. I think Winnipeg is going to win this series. I don't know why I think that. I think if they play Toronto, um, I think they have those physical pieces that they can go after Matthews and Marner, just like they went after McDavid. I think they can do that. And they have that guy in net that can get hot and win a series. Connor Hellebuck can do that. So I think Winnipeg, whoever they play, Toronto or Montreal, I think they'll come out. And I think that's that's kind of something that always happens in sports. Like a few years ago, everyone was all over Winnipeg as being the next Canadian team to have a chance to win a cup. Like 2019, when they lost the Blues in the first round, a lot of people thought they would make a run. I think it's always that team that you think is going to make a run. A couple of years later, they'll make that run. Yeah. And I think Winnipeg is going to come out of the North. I don't know who they're going to play. I don't think it matters. I think they're due for that run. You look at everything they've lost, everything that's gone uh, wrong or right with them, trading line A, bringing in Dubois, everything that's happened over the last couple of years, I think they're due to make that run. And I think they'll win six or seven over Toronto or Montreal. What do you think? Yeah, Winnipeg is a, is a sneaky good, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I think a lot of us kind of didn't think of them as being a contender moving into the season. I, um, we were doing a preview show and we kind of forgot about them. And yeah. it's it's interesting to see what they are and the the team that they've built. And yeah, like you said, training Lane for Dubois and Dubois has been pretty solid uh, addition to their team as well. And Hellebuck is an all-star goaltender. He's a Vesna trophy uh, winner and there's a reason for it. And he's not behind the best defensive core. And uh, you know, they added Jordy Ben the, at the deadline. He's been pretty solid since he's come over from the Canucks and, I think in the end, they can play that style that can win playoff games. They did it to McDavid. They can do it to Matthews. Uh, if they play Montreal, they are the better team over them. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, like you said, they're, they're probably going to move uh, through the North here and uh, make it uh, closer to the Stanley Cup. And overall, I think Winnipeg's probably one of my favorite uh, Canadian teams other than Montreal. And I think they're built for the playoffs and we'll see moving forward, but they do have the pieces to, to make that run. Yeah, I agree. And it should be a very interesting second round. Uh, we'll obviously cover it when it's over. We'll review those series, then preview the uh, semifinal matchups or whatever they're calling them. But uh, Matthew, thank you for joining me once again. We'll be back on here in a couple of weeks. You can follow him at Matthew Zader SC on Twitter, uh, head of prospects, Canucks lead writer, um for the hockey writers then does the canucks pucks podcast matthew thank you thank you for joining me as always and we will uh, talk in a couple weeks yeah thanks for having me